Hello everyone, it is WDW Happy Hour here. This is episode number 42. I am Catherine. Um, glad to have you back. This is technically a bonus episode because um, if you heard us last week, we were filming on location or recording on location in Walt Disney World at the Boardwalk Hotel. And we are all now back home and ready to uh, give you our trip review and talk about all the great stuff we did, ate, and drank. So um, as we start all of our episodes, we're going to introduce us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm here by myself. <laughs> this is a solo podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I'm here with Matt. I am here. I have Holly here. Hello. I'm Rob. Greetings. And Scott. Hello. Okay. So as we start each of our podcasts, and let me get ahead of myself here, um, that Holly is going to top it off for us, where we pick a drink around the Disney World and talk about what we like about it or didn't like or whatever the case may be. Go ahead, Hall. All right. I am actually going to choose a drink from um, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, where we stayed with two other of our friends, Nikki and Albert. Um, this drink comes from the Geyser Point Bar and Grill, and it's called the Blueberry Lemonade. Ooh. And it is, I thought it was delicious because I think I had three or four of these. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Um, yeah. Gorgeous. Was it more delicious after the third or fourth one? or Even better. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's how life works. <laughs> um, basically, it has blueberry vodka, blue curacao. Did I say that right? Cur I can yeah. Curacao. Curacao. Close yeah. enough. Um, lemonade. Uh, then it has lemon juices and pomegranate juices topped with Sprite. Nice. It sounds really good. It's a really pretty really drink. Um, is it very uh, sweet? The blue curacao scares me because it's really or soury. Like, uh, it be I sweet. tasted more of the lemonade. Really? Than I like anything that. else with a hint of like blueberry. Huh. Um, it's eleven dollars. <laughs> so, but gorgeous presentation and absolutely. How big good. is the glass? Is it like um, a pint glass? It looks like it's just like a solo cup size. Yeah, solo cup yeah. size. Okay. I'd consider that a full size. Like a to-go type. Sure. Um, all the drinks there were, were really good, but this one really called out to me. Nice. Where, where do you get those at Wilderness Lodge? Geyser Point. Geyser, Geyser Point. Point. Yeah, back back okay. in the, the newer bar out yeah. in the back side So of did water. you have a better experience at Geyser Point this time around? I know that the first time we went there, um, we've talked about this on the podcast, um, it was within like the first couple of weeks that they opened and we weren't overtly impressed. Did you guys like I, it a little more this time? I else I think it's better when you're staying there. It's a good option mm -hmm. to just because we were in the DVC villas. It's a it was a five minute walk, right. not even yeah. to there. So like, and it was along the way to the the um, boat to Magic Kingdom. So it was just like a nice, quick place. It was never crowded. Like right. you just walked right up to the bar, ordered your drink. We did that a couple times, and then you know, even if you're if you're out by the pool, you could just run out there and grab a drink. So I don't know if I necessarily like make a point to go there if I'm not staying there. But when you're staying there, it's a good spot. Okay. Huh. So yeah, like we said, they have tables out by Bay Lake there, and. If it was, if the sun wasn't so blazing hot, it's a cool place to sit. Right. Not cool, but I know just like fun. a nice, place. yeah, a nice place to sit. But with the sun blazing as much as it was, 
Uh, it's still not a great enough location to recommend going out of your way to go there. It's uh, not that cool. But agreed. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's... If you're ever staying there, definitely yeah. check it out. They have some really good drink specialty cocktails. Mm -hmm. And they start serving early. Mm -hmm. But it was the day we were going to... <laughs> 10 a.m.? No, it was when we got there. Yeah, it was the day it you checked Saturday. in. It was Saturday. Well, you wanted to get something to eat. And we went down there because we knew they had the quick service. And the bar was open and they... So what sorry, time was sorry. this? I mean, no, this was about ten or so. Oh, I mean, no, you know, no, no shame, I guess. <laughs> nope. Judgment for us. Yeah, <laughs> it's Planet Fitness over here. <laughs> All so. right. Well, great. So now we're gonna go to the news, and Rob, we've got a few news stories this week. Yeah. So starting, uh, what's this? Starting today, uh, four resorts at Walt Disney World are going to allow canine companions to stay with you. So this is outside of service dogs. This is these are just want, regular old pets. Yes, mm -hmm. up to two two dogs and only dogs at this point. And so the resorts are Disney's Yacht Club, Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside, Disney's Art of Animation, and the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Now, are they limited to size? I'm a, there is no weight or breed restriction. <laughs> wow! So I could bring two Great Danes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so the Could you imagine <laughs> having two Great Danes in a like Man, standard the, Little Mermaid the room? The maids would have to be very like the housekeeping staff would have Ooh, to be yeah. very Here's, like careful. Yeah, I wonder how that is because my thing, there there has to be select rooms allotted for it because there are people with pet allergies. Yeah. Right, they have to be yeah because. Uh, there, even if you like hardcore clean rooms, there's still going to be some sense of dander. Yeah. Yes. So and they, how are they like vacuum? Like I know like there are dogs that are scared of vacuum cleaners. Like how would you vacuum in those rooms? And like with a dog in the room with you? Okay. So yeah, let's, let's see if we can. So many logistical. Let's see if we here. could address some of these things. So first, the cost, mm -hmm. which I think will be prohibitive for a lot of people. So Art of Animation, Riverside. And Fort Wilderness is fifty dollars per night, Oy. and Yacht Club is seventy-five dollars per night. Okay. So the dogs staying must be well behaved and leashed <laughs> in all public areas. It is so properly. Um, I'm just reading through here some of the details. Are they allowed in the parks? No, I don't no, think so. No, no, I think no, only no. if service. They will be allowed on Magical Express, the minivans, and the internal buses at Fort Wilderness. But they will not be allowed on watercraft or monorails. So, and then there's a whole bunch of rules that they release like a little, looks like a little postcard or pamphlet that would be in the room. And that is the wrong link. Sorry. Um, I wonder if people were clamoring for this or what the motivation was. And none of us are dog owners. We're all. Have a dog? Doesn't your parents have a dog. You don't have a dog have in your house. We all own cats at our homes. <laughs> go yeah, on. I have, go yeah, on. Yeah, my next door neighbors have a dog too, Scott. <laughs> I'm not a dog owner. <laughs> some of the, so some of the things, um, th there's the limited too. I'm just trying to, they must be well maintained. They're not allowed on furniture in public areas. Um, dogs should remain silent if left unintended. Oh, yeah. If noise is heard, you will be called to address the noise within 30 minutes. They ask people to display the do not disturb door hanger if the dog's present. Oh, uh, okay. So, so I you guess just that's don't a, get service. Yeah, if the dog's in right, there. Right, or you just have to take them, 
That's for, gonna be weird. They're gonna have to do a lot of coordination between the housekeeping. Yeah, because you're gonna be like, I'll take my dog yeah. out for an extended. If you walk. can come right now. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> I mean, the idea is great to travel with like your canine companion. No, see, but I guess, but like, how much time <laughs> it, are you really gonna be spending? If you, I mean, you're going to Disney. You're gonna want to go to the parks. You can't bring your dog, so it's no, like I wouldn't want to leave my dog in a room. It says housekeeping service. In guest, in guest rooms with dogs is only available when guests are present. Please dial the housekeeping button on your oh, in-room wow. telephone to schedule a cleaning time at your convenience. Yeah, but again... Well, yeah, I mean, because that is such a liability. Because if the... Like, what if something happens to the dog while the housekeeping's there? That's why they do that, too. I mean, not to mention, what if the dog attacks the the housekeeping guest? I mean, they have to do it like that. Yeah. Yep. And they, they do have designated areas... Um, they they've already put out like where the the walking trails and things are that they want people to use. Hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, I guess this is. is good for dog owners, but like Scott said, it just seems like I mean. And if you have to, if you indeed had to travel with your dog for whatever reason, they do have the best friends. Yes. Pet yeah. care. Yeah. The the Over kennel. Yeah. Dog, doggy yeah, daycare. Like that would be a better option. It's than a way better option. I mean, it might cost a little more money, but at least you know that like it's getting round, a round the clock, you know, care and attention as opposed to being like, I mean, it's, they're not cats. They're not like super self-sufficient. I just feel bad for a dog just hanging out and like the freaking prison of art of animation. <laughs> I mean, the rooms are nice. I'm just saying it's, it's kind of small for a dog. They like to run around. <laughs> I have a feeling that this probably came around because there's no legal definition for what a service dog is. Sure. And they probably just decided it's easier to say, okay, these are the resorts where we're going to allow it. And just assume that most people aren't going to bring their dogs unless they need them. I don't think they would have made such an effort with all of this and signage and rooms and everything to not realize there's a market for it. Yeah, I guess. I'm sure there is. I just yeah. eager to know if anyone out there, if this appeals to them and why. So if any of our listeners are clamoring for this and are like, you know what? Yeah, I want to take my dog. I want to. Also, if any of our listeners are drinking with this podcast, drink every time Matt says clamoring. It's a word he likes to use a lot. I started saying clamoring because Scott said clamoring. I did say it I, first. I piggybacked off of Scott, and then said, I said it like four times. Yeah, but you also said it on our last podcast, I noticed. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, it's a fun drinking game. It's a drinking podcast. Listeners so. are clamoring for Matt to say <laughs> yeah. clamoring. I don't think I say it that much. It's just okay, me. It's, okay, a, okay. it's a hot, it's a hot uh, vocab it's word in the past okay. two weeks for me. Okay. It'll fade out. All right. Clamoring. So our next story is we have a uh, date and um, times and costs for the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire Hyper Reality Experience. So we talked about this maybe a couple months ago about a virtual reality experience going into Disney Springs behind Once Upon a Toy. Is that the store name? That no. is a store. Okay. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's going behind there. Um, so... It's going to open December 16th at Disney Springs. It will operate from 9 a.m. till 11.45 p.m. Oh, wow. Daily. <laughs> and the tickets will be $29.95 for a 30-minute experience. That's totally... I, I'm definitely into this. That's... That's very affordable. I agree. Yeah, so um, we kind of went through the, the details of it last time. It, it You go in with a group of four, 
um, and you try and you go into the Star Wars universe and you uncover stormtroopers to capture Imperial intelligence vital to the budding rebellion's survival. Wow. You do a Star Wars. <laughs> you, do the, you do the force. You pay some. Here's twenty dollars. Go see a Star Wars. Twenty nine ninety five. Go, go see a Star Wars. I hope they'll be in your past discount. Ooh. Yeah, there's no indication of any of that. You could actually buy tickets now at the Void. It's yeah, thevoid.com. Avoid annoyed. So. Um. All right. Well. That seems cool. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I would definitely do this. Um. Do they have any indication of how long this will be there? I, I think it's going to be there a while if yeah. they're making a structure for it. Yeah, sure. Not to mention, it's just the tip of the iceberg of Star Wars. Yeah. Right now Something on the website, you could you could pre-order tickets December 16th. It looks like it goes out through February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm just seeing if... Yeah, I think at least that's what it's showing on the website. So, that's... I think it'll be there for... A considerable amount of time. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's about it for news. All right. Well, we're going to get into our trip review. Um, we have a lot to talk about. So, uh, you know, we want to dive right in. I think we should start off. I know we call this our food and wine trip. So let's talk about food and wine. Hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm on board with that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so we... What did everybody like? I had two new items that I really enjoyed, and I guess they were actually new for this particular trip, so I'll just start with that since we're kind of looking at our, our lists here. I had the, this was actually a dessert item that I had from the Earth Eats um, stand, which was peanut butter and white chocolate mousse with caramel drizzle, $3.50. And it was like a Reese's cup was deconstructed and then poured into a glass. Dang. It's not a drink. It's a, I mean, it's like a mousse almost, but yeah. I guess it is. It's described as that. But um, that was the best dessert item I had. And I also went back several times for the traditional Spanish paella with shrimp, mussels, chicken, and crispy chorizo at the Spain Pavilion for $5.25. Nice. My new favorite food item from Food and Wine. Cool. I'll go. So, my new favorite food item was the smoked corned beef from Flavors from oh Fire. Gosh, that was so <laughs> yeah. good. So the description is warm, crispy potatoes, which are basically ho ho like house-made yeah, chips. Yeah, they're chips. They're chips. Yep. Pickled onions and blonde ale beer fondue featuring uh, Romano and American cheeses. It was... The portion size was huge. Like it filled up that entire serving dish, yeah. and it was like four seventy five, I think. Um, it I don't recall it being very spicy, mm -mm. even though it comes from the flavors from Fire um, kiosk. But yeah, don't miss flavors of Fire because it's kind of in an off location compared to the, where the rest of Food and Wine mm -hmm. is. If you're coming out of uh, that main building there, where the Light Lab is, heading towards the land, it's on your right hand side. Yep. You would you might not notice it if you're just focusing on when we went over to like coastal eats and active eats and all those that are that are there before you in the next by, um, area. by the, the imagination yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's set even further back mm -hmm. from the rest of those so you do have to make a bit of an effort to find it and 
and seek it out. Yeah, it's one of those several, uh, one of several kiosks that are bleeding over into the future world. Uh, Correct portion of Epcot. But yeah, this was this was. You know, was I good. I honestly I would never have tried that because I I mean I it's called corned beef, right? Yes. I don't think I like corned beef. Smoked corned beef. And I was like, oh man. And then Rob got it, <laughs> and like the visual is so much more appealing than the description because yeah, it really it's is. like it's essentially like smoke corned beef and i'm thinking like corned beef like with like white gravy and this like very <laughs> stagnant but this was like this was like a loaded chip like like an appetizer yep. almost with like it was like really creamy but like but it almost looked like pulled pork like it wasn't like i'm thinking like like corned beef is like blech, like it one slab like, like it wasn't like that it was it was tender it pulled apart like you could just like it, it felt like it had cooked for a really long time and like really juicy it was delicious it was like nachos instead yes, of using was, like corn chips yes, it, was it was like nachos potato chips i would like never ever ever have ordered that <laughs> and i'm glad you did because it was really good yep huh? okay um two new items that are brand new that i tried uh one was at coastal eats that's a brand new booth this year Actually, the whole menu, I ate the whole menu, <laughs> and I loved each one, but the one I loved, like, the absolute most, and I think I went back, like, four times for this, was the seared scallops with roasted corn and butter bean succotash with a chili and chipotle butter sauce, and it's $6. Amazing. Yeah. Worth every penny. I, I mean, agree with you. So delicious. The flavors together, I mean... Chili chipotle, you would think it would be like a lot of spice, but it really wasn't that spicy. And I'm not a person who does spicy things, but it had a. I could have ate vats of that succotash. I just thought that was so good. Like the corn. I, yeah. Um, It was really good. And then over at the craft beers, and this was a listener request, and this became like my ultimate, like one of my favorites is the zesty cheeseburger and cheddar cheese macaroni handwich. And it was like $5 and 50 cents. And I thought it was a decent, yeah, I thought it was a good size. Yeah, it was good, a good size. size. Um, so good. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> um, I like the, the whole, like with the beef and the macaroni. Yeah, for our combined. for our Disneyland listeners, very similar to things you would find in the cozy cone at Cars Land. But yes, it's oh, an very. edible cone, mm-hmm. and they stuff the food in the cone. So it was really, it was, it was, it was good. Um, if, it was very like, I feel like if you were if you had a kid that was maybe a picky eater, like that might be something to mm-hmm. ease them into food and wine because it was like very like it was a hamburger essentially with mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. What um, kid doesn't like yeah, that cheese? That's pretty. You're right. It is an accessible yeah. item. Yeah. Rob and I split it, and I wish I didn't split. <laughs> I wanted my. We never went back there, so. I'll so go know. ahead, go ahead, Matt. Okay. Um, mine. Uh, I I don't know if this was a new item, but I don't recall seeing it. Oh, it was. It was a for new... sure. Um, this was at Japan, and it mm. was the wasabi shumai steamed pork dumplings. Oh man, these were freaking good. They were four dollars and fifty cents, I believe, and or four twenty-five, uh, under five dollars for sure. And I love shumai. Um, it's delicious. It comes with four uh, small dumplings and the wasabi. You shouldn't be scared away. It definitely does have a kick, 
but it's not overwhelmingly spicy. Um, just enough of a spice to give some really great flavor. And it was delicious. I thought it was so good. And if I recall, they don't give you, um, they don't give you like uh, any dipping sauce or soy Actually, sauce. Actually, it comes with like a little splash of soy sauce like inside. Like you don't add, I, I don't think they have it to add your own, but there's like just like a tiny little oh, yeah, that's drizzle right. so there's a little of bit soy, of soy sauce, sauce inside. I yeah. think I remember somebody saying though, don't worry about it, you don't need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was very It was flavorful. very good. That was my, that was my favorite uh, new item at Food & Wine this year. I, I got that a few times. It was delicious. Yeah, very good. Like uh, Matt stole mine because that was my favorite too. We did that like a million times. It was just like so. It was such a good food and wine food because it was really easy to just like pop them in your mouth because you get four pieces of the shumai, which I thought was a really um, like a pretty good value for what you were getting. Um, and nice for it to be an even number because there's so many times where there's like these food and wine portions and it's you get an odd number and then you have to like you know how do I split this. <laughs> So yeah, I'll then you fist fight. Yeah, you, <laughs> uses the only way is you fist fight someone. Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was really good. So, Catherine? Awesome. Well, besides that, um, I would just like... Okay, so I think my favorite new thing that wasn't the wasabi, because I did love the wasabi shumai, um, was also in the Spain kiosk, mm. and it was the charcuterie in a cone. I am a huge, huge fan of olives. Oh, that was good. Um, so it comes... Now, this cone, unlike the handwich, is not edible. That one is um, paper. So it is paper. Don't eat the bones. <laughs> um, and it just comes with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, olives, and an herb vinaigrette. And it was like... It was very... Um, like it had like, a, like an oily taste to it. Um, but it was really, really good. And it comes with... Like, I don't even like meat, and I really did enjoy this. So um, I would give a big shout-out for that. And then I have two other things I just want to mention. Because um, I know we always talk about portion size and what's, like, the biggest bang for your buck. Um, the handwich is a good bang for your buck. Yes. But so is the savory caramelized onion and borsen garlic and fine herbs cheese tart in the cheese studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I this that. thing. Um, and... It was huge. So it came on one of the circular black plates. If you're familiar with food and wine, one of like the smaller plates. And when I ordered it, I was with Rob, Holly, and Scott. And I let them all hold it because it felt like it was six pounds worth of food on that plate. And it was only like $4.50, I think. And it was almost like a quiche, but it came with arugula and aged balsamic mm -hmm. on top. And the balsamic was really good. So Here's my, my pro tip for eating that is make sure you like space out the balsamic and the arugula so you get a little taste of that in each bite because like the, the cheese tart alone is very much like kind of just like plain. Like that's like the base, but then the balsamic has a really great flavor. You could have easily cut that into four. Oh and, yeah, like, and like, I, I couldn't finish it. Actually, yeah. Rob and I we went to the um, like the place outside the light lab with the beers, and I was like, Rob, I cannot finish this. It was huge. So that's a good one to split with a friend. Mm -hmm. um, and then I want to offer a redemption to something oh. that I have to apologize because I always talk crap on this booth. Italy. Oh. Uh, 
I hate the Italian booth. I feel like it sucks, <laughs> and it's my country of origin, so I feel like... Your country of origin is United States. Well, it's it's my cultural... Ancestry. It's my cultural... Ancestry, It's yes. my cultural background, um, and I love Italian food, and I just feel like they always kind of fall flat. Like, there's nothing really, um, you know, outstanding in the Italian. And, like, even, like, the wines are, like, we're, like, bleh, whatever. So this year, they had this thing called Absolute Penne, which was just vodka um, sauce with shrimp and penne. It was so, so good. And let me tell you, the pasta was cooked to absolute perfection. I know that's something, like, you wouldn't even notice, like, when you're, like, like, who, who's, like, who's making that compliment? The pasta was perfectly al dente, Perfect. It had like a little bit of hardness and it was firm. It wasn't just like slapped in there and all mushy. It was so, so good. So definitely. And the sauce was really enjoyable. I love vodka uh, sauce. So. so so did you give that another try or did you like sample somebody's? And then so, like, okay. So our friend Brianna, who was on the last podcast, was like, oh my gosh, did you get that penne? And I was like, no, Italy sucks. And she was like, and she's Italian too. So she was like, oh, no, no, no. It's actually really, really good. So uh, I, I ended up going on a recommendation. And okay. I'm glad I did because I always, I literally pass by and ignore Italy yeah, every time too. I'm there. I never take the chance. So that was, I mean, it was definitely something I would get again. So, and I guess that kind of has like a little bit of alcohol in it too. So that's always a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, so any other observations about food or wine or oh you know what we did ask listeners on facebook to have us um you know try things for them and give them reviews um i know we already talked about the handwich and that was one of them um we didn't get to try one item which was in new zealand which was the frozen wine cocktail but Lucky for all of you, we are going back one more time to, to experience food and wine at the beginning of November. So we will be trying that. Um, so please continue to put in your request if you have anything else. And then the other thing Holly tried, which was the... Um, our listener, Diana, asked about the spicy, the spicy apple margarita mm-hmm. over in Mexico. And it's $10.75. A little pricey. Um, I tried it. You took a sip of it too. Yes. I feel like I had a sip of it from someone. Yeah, here, I did I, not. I did not like it. I didn't like it either. It tasted smoky, not spicy. I like spice. Like I like a little bit of zesty spice, but it had. It tasted like a smoky taste. Yeah, to I it. really didn't taste much of the apple. Me neither. At all. At um, all. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree. It did taste very smoky. Yeah, like. Like if you're like if you really like spicy foods, I don't know that that was the best description for that. Yeah. Because I didn't think it was spicy really in any way. I thought mm-hmm. it was more like smoked apple. Is that yeah. a thing? I don't think so. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. And then I think that was about it. And then we had another listener, Vinny, um, about the homecoming. But we'll talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, we will. We, we will talk we a little there. bit about homecoming. And I think that's. That's it. Just real quick, what do you? What was your favorite new booth this year? Coastal Eats, Spain. I agree with Spain. I don't know if I even went to any of the. I, I guess Spain <laughs> by default because I didn't go to Light Lab, Active Eats, Coastal Eats. Were we on the same location? Well, uh, no. <laughs> 
I'll go with Flavors of Fire just oh, by, yeah. call. by default because the other ones, the Coastal East, the Scouts were delicious. Well, um, Spain wasn't new. Yes, Spain it was, was back. It's returned. Return. But it was I, yeah, new I guess this year. Yeah. Um, I will say I didn't specifically say anything about an alcoholic drink, but um, I had the Zinfandel and Flavors from Fire because I was like, I got to get something over here. Is it a red and or a it white? It was a red. It was delicious. So if you're a wine drinker, highly recommend I was gonna, that. I was going to say if there's any, because I have a drink recommendation. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> Rob is high on this drink, so go ahead, Yeah, Rob. so at Hops and Barley in the American Adventure is the Orange Blossom Brewing Foxtail Cold Brew Coffee Pilsner. And he's been talking about this ever since we've been home. <laughs> yes. Um, I was I When we did our preview, I said this was the thing I was most looking forward to. It did not disappoint <laughs> at all. If you like coffee-flavored things, this beer was perfect. So on t- un- untapped, I gave it a five. Oh, this, boy. This thing was incredible. So, highly recommend it if you like. Now, some people like coffee, but they don't like coffee-flavored beers or other things. Um, but to me, this was like the perfect combination. Well, I tried two new drink items over in Germany. I think you got the beer flight, Rob, mm-hmm. and in there was the pomegranate, the Hefenweizer. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That was delicious. I, I think I like that better than the grapefruit. Oh, I do too. I do too. I agree with you. And just, just for correctness sake, it's at that's at the Brewers Collection, right next, right to, next Germany. to Germany. Yeah, in that Germany. Yeah. Area. Oh, I thought it was in. It was... It, they're next to each other, yeah. but it's from the Brewers Collection kiosk, not yeah. the okay. Germany kiosk. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I'm no, that, that pomegranate beer is really good. That yeah, was that really, too. really that's delicious. That's part of one of the flights, I think. It is part of one of the yeah. flights. You can get um, it standalone as well. Yes. The flavors, flavors from Fire at that new booth. I got the Swine Brine. Oh, yeah. Featuring Evan Williams' bourbon. <laughs> I had some things to say about this at the moment. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. like, Man, I'm, I, I, I bow down because I would have never ordered that crap. Like, I, I, like, I'm like, man, Holly is a true, like, she is willing to take one for the team and order that because that... It was scary looking. Mm-hmm. Um, what was in it besides oh, bourbon? A friggin' piece of meat. Yeah, it was a like meat. a little, little rib on top of the drink. Um, um, fun. Well, it looked bourbon. like a bourbon. It was like a Flintstone drink. Yeah, it did. It looked like a Flintstone um, drink. When you look at it, and I'll have to try and. Um, <laughs> I think if you look, go on our Twitter account, I think I did post a picture yeah, of it. I remember taking um, Yeah. The appearance, the presentation looks a little scary, but the drink itself was really, really good. Yeah. So. If you like bourbon. If you, yeah, if you're a big bourbon fan, which I like my whiskeys and my, my bourbon. And it wasn't like the most appealing color either. It was no. kind of like a murky yellow. <laughs> yeah. I think like, that's why where they got the name. Yeah, Brine Brine. Brine. Yeah. Um, you know what I will say that I really enjoyed and I can't find it. Oh, so it's considered technically the light lab, the the beer spot outside mm-hmm. the light lab. Oh, yeah. I, I got the space flight there and Rob and I uh, switched so he could have my IPAs because I'm not the biggest IPA fan. 
Um, and I really liked that flight. I thought that was my most enjoyable flight. Why is it called the space flight? The one's the light flight and the other one's the space flight. And they'll have like kind of like space. Spacey and lighty names. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Like I can't even give you an example. Robonaut Red Ale. That was the one. Um, Polestar Pilsner. Um, to me, none of those stood out. Really? I, I enjoyed them. So. You weren't drinking them at Zero G. That's why. There is one kiosk that I was really disappointed. And I was disappointed last year. I think they had this drink. that Over at the islands of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caribbean white sangria. Delicious. It is so good. But I feel like they don't give you enough. It's you get so like small. a... You get a, a really tiny glass of it for five bucks, which I feel they should give you a little bit more. But hmm. so good. All right. Do we have anything else to touch on for food and wine? Nope. All right. Well, since we mentioned no. uh, homecoming, I guess this is a, a good segue. Um, we had a listener ask us to try the refillable mugs at Homecoming, which, <laughs> oh boy, did we ever. Um, so we went to Homecoming and we actually had a really large group and they accommodated us very well. I know there's a limit on the app to how many people you can add in a reservation, but they did a really good job of making sure we could all sit together because we were willing to just say, well, like six of us will be at one table and eight of us will be at another table, but they did a really good job. So I'd like to thank Homecoming. Not only that, but um, <laughs> Holly posted a photo of the refillable mug on her private account, and they asked, can can we post that? And they did. So um, we got a little love on Facebook, so make sure you uh, check that photo out of Holly's pretty pink refillable <laughs> mug. And Chef Art Smith himself liked the photo, so he's, we will now consider him a friend of the podcast. <laughs> um, so what did everybody think of what they got at Homecoming? I got the same thing that I've gotten the past two times I've been at Homecoming, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge moonshine guy. Moonshine guy. And uh, I think I just got just like you oh. got a Corona. Oh, that's right. I got I got a Corona. Uh, Kath and I split the chicken thigh high biscuits, and damn it, those things are so good, <laughs> so good. That's With what I the had. biscuits are fluffy. The chicken is expertly fried and the honey glaze it's excellent and then we just split sides what did we get we got mashed potatoes and actually we did get something new we oh, yeah, went I with get... the cucumber salad which was amazing yeah it was, it was a so really i almost went with that it was cucumber so salad. good just I've had, had it cucumbers and onion and, and a little like, bit of yeah. i got the mac dressing. and cheese mm, that's okay. so good too we've gotten that before i got the same thing as the chicken thigh highs yeah. and I went with the cucumber salad because I was like, I need something that's not just like heart attack inducing. Like I need some kind of vegetable here. And so, and I was very pleased. Scott, so that was your first time there. Mm -hmm. What did you think? I made a couple ordering mistakes, I think. Um, (laughs) I got the moonshine flight, which sounds it like when you're looking at the menu you need to realize that there's a difference between what goes in the mugs and shots of moonshine and i don't know that i fully comprehended exactly what i was getting because they were just i mean two out of three were good i got the watermelon and the apple and then i got one that was just like 
it paint thinner. I mean, it, it was it, it would strip the paint off of a off of a submarine. Moonshine, silver lightning. What do they call it? Silver white lightning. I yeah, yeah. something like that. But I couldn't even drink it. I yeah, that was that was hard. I saw our friend Ben did take did take that rogue shot, and he was like, goes out smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I also I got the the catfish, which was good, and the mashed potatoes, which were excellent. Oh, the sides are um, really good. She got chicken. Well, you know, there was, I think there was pickles on those, which uh, automatically turns me off. Mm, so good. I didn't know you didn't like pickles. He, he I, know you don't like, I know you don't like cilantro. No, oh, no pickles. There's either. an extensive <laughs> list, but the... Scott's a picky eater. The <laughs> cheddar biscuits eater. I enjoyed a lot, too. We got an order of those. Oh, those are delicious. My gosh, they The were what? Good. The cheddar biscuits. Oh. Yeah. And, and I'm going to give some a piece of advice, because I have to say, and this isn't a diss on Homecoming's food, because it's amazing... They give you so much yes. food. Yes. I yeah. was uncomfortable. I When we paid that bill, I was like, oh my gosh. We had um, Animal Kingdom Fast Passes right after that. And like everyone was like, what are we doing after this? And I was like, Catherine, like, just hold it together. Because <laughs> I, was, I was fading real yeah. fast. I felt like someone had punched me in the gut. Um, and then like just to sit there and like drink the moonshine, which is... Like a sweeter drink, which I don't know really goes with that. So my my like personal goal for the next time I fill up my reusable moonshine mug is to just use it in in its intent to be filled up at the outside bar, and you could just walk around Disney Springs. Like I shouldn't. Uh, please remember this, my friends. Do not just fill that up to just have as pre meal because I feel like that that wasted a lot of the real estate in my stomach that could have gone towards the food. Yeah. Um, and I will, I'm going to make another plug for a different food item that our friend Amy was there. She was on the podcast last week. She ordered the ham, ham and jam, oh, which yeah. was very similar to the chicken thigh high biscuits. But instead of chicken, it was um, ham, two types, two of, two types, types of, of ham, ham, blackberry fig jam and pimento cheese. And these things were stacked like a Dagwood sandwich. Like <laughs> they were huge and she ordered that on her own and her boyfriend ordered the thigh highs on his own he was like oh my gosh like we got so much food yeah this so, is a plate of yeah, place, place and to those share. are both starters yes. those are not meals and they're it's very much okay to split unless you like haven't eaten in three days <laughs> so really to say that homecoming is expensive because i think most people are like oh homecoming is so expensive but i mean to split an appetizer that's 13 dollars that's better than you can do at a quick service yeah. in Disney, and I'd rather have the food at homecoming. That's uh, Holly and I made that mistake. We each ordered our own individual portion of the thigh heights, and it's just a lot. It, it, we much. were both really hungry. Like we didn't eat much the day before. This was two o'clock, and we didn't eat breakfast or anything. So like we were both really hungry, and it was still too much food. Yeah, like we could easily split one portion and just did yeah, like a could've. side each. I think that's the way to yeah. go. And and I will attest that the ham, ham, and jam was Jamming? insane. Oh, did was, you have some of it? Yeah, leftovers. We schlepped our leftovers <laughs> back to our yes. resort. Everybody's leftovers. And yeah. I, I mean, it was still delicious. Heated up, I think, the next night. It was nice. insanely good. And I would just say, learn from my mistake. Do the, the glass, do the cup with the moonshine cocktail stuff Not don't the, do the shots straight up moonshine were you hoping that that would be like a good topping it off that you'd find one that you were like yeah oh, i was kind of hoping <laughs> that there might be 
my I, well, I think what I was actually thinking is that they were going to be glasses of other types of mixed drinks. I don't that so you could like add like almost like a. Well, or that it would be like a watermelon flavor of the blue hooch, you know, oh, okay. or something like that. And that was not the case. And should have realized that. No, that's no. that's on me. But uh, yeah, you make these mistakes so others don't have to. That's right. Uh, exactly. Go. Or maybe they like. I mean, maybe you're a big moonshine fan and you like. Well, that yeah. Sort of and thing. if you really like moonshine, by all means, you know, go for it. But yeah. Yeah, so when you get one of the refillable mugs, there are a few choices of flavors. So, Holly, you want to talk about those? Yes. All right. To actually purchase the squeeze bottle, the refillable mug, it'll cost you $22. And that includes a drink in your mug. (laughs) And then after that, it's $12 per refill. And the shine that they have on tap, one is the Moonshine Margarita. Um, That has tequila, moonshine with splashes of um, freshly squeezed orange and lime. Which I haven't tried that I one. I think our, ben, our friend Ben got that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, the next uh, option is Sweet Tea Shine. And obviously it has sweet tea with um, lemon and moonshine. See, I didn't read the description. So I got this the first time. Mm-hmm. And to me, I went, as soon as I see sweet tea, it doesn't have lemon. Like that's my association with sweet mm-hmm. tea. Now it says lemon. And to me, it's too lemony. Like where it made it too like... That lemon is just too lemon. No, no, it was just too puckery, like sour. Okay. Whereas I wanted just the straight sweet tea. Sweet tea. Right. So keep that in mind if if that. Yeah. Is um, the third option is the blue hooch. Um, blue flame moonshine, lemon infli- infused moonshine, blue. I hate that word. Curacao. Curacao. Thank you. Um, House made simple syrup, fresh lemon juice, and a splash of Sprite. And this is their strongest shine on tap. That's what it says in the menu. Yeah. Strongest shine on top. And then the last choice is the rum shine punch. This has strawberry rum shine, blackberry brandy, banana liqueur, pineapple juice, and house-made grenadine. That sounds good. And this one is my absolute favorite. I think I got three refills. <laughs> wow. And fun, fun tip, I think we've mentioned this before, that you can mix. Um, and really the two that they offer to mix is the rum shine punch and the blue hooch and gives you like a purple color and they call it the purple lamborghini if you want to oh really yeah i've done that before it's very good yeah i had the blue hooch after the sweet tea and i thought the blue hooch was pretty good yeah but it is it's just you're right it's a drink that it's it's, filling you up it, yeah. it, it fills you up. It, it's you're much it's, better it's off more, with beer. It's way flavorful. Like I'd rather have something a little bit more neutral, like a beer. Yeah. yeah. As my good friend Chris Bridges, also known as Ludacris, says, you know, there's nothing wrong with chicken and beer. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on to the next one. So, what would we like to talk well, about? Well, what about Disney Springs? Do we do yeah. anything? Oh uh, yeah. So- yeah. This is a little teaser. Um, Holly and I and our friend Nikki tried out the wine slushies in Amaret's Patisserie. Um, and we actually recorded a video that will be posted on YouTube uh, that we talk about our review. And we all tried a different flavor for you, the listeners. Um, so make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube so you get the, um, the uh, update and the alert when that is up and live. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. And cool deal. Cool deal. Hollywood Studios. There's not much to discuss. No, not um, we already talked about baseline. How about Mickey's not so scary Halloween party? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we went to Mickey's Not So Scary <laughs> Halloween Party. And it was great, as usual. We've talked in the past about how much we like this one. I think that collectively we like this better than the uh, Christmas party. Um, anything new about this year? I know that Not the... really. The snacks? Uh, what did you guys think about the snacks? You got the candy corn ice cream. We share the candy corn ice cream. How was that? I, one of those. I thought that was really good. You know, it was delicious. It didn't really tastes like candy corn which like i view pie. as a plus <laughs> yeah. it was like cake battery almost yeah. i would say yeah it was really really good yeah, it's colored like candy corn yeah. however it doesn't see i i feel like I'm, I'm not alone in that candy corn is like the first three candy corn you're like this is great and then like after that you're like <laughs> not a candy corn nah, i'm good <laughs> and so yeah, it tasted more like cake batter. I would def. I got it in a cone, and it was delicious. They sell that at the Anti Gravities. Anti Gravities over by the lunching pad, I guess. Yeah. Tomorrowland. <laughs> sort of. Now, Crush did them, Ben yeah. get the? Yes, Ben got the haunted mansion. Okay. Um, How was that? It looked really good. It was like it came with like the white chocolate like plate on top, and then it was like was it berries inside? I think um, it was like a cream inside. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little cake with the s- stuffing in it. It looked really good. And it had um, the picture of it was one of the, the Paris, stretching room I portraits. think it was the parasol girl in the yeah. stretching room. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I mean, I think, I mean, personal. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It was the girl sitting on the grave as I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, but... I think I would go for the candy corn instead, but that's just personal preference. It was really good. The, the ice cream, I mean. And uh, what else? The the parade was excellent as usual. Nothing new. Is there any float or, or section of that that was different? We were commenting, though, that the Headless Horseman seems to be riding more slowly than he used to. Yeah. Did we look back and see whether that was the case? I didn't I yet. Know. I feel like he used to really like gallop. Like it However, <laughs> it should be said that we were watching it from the end of the parade route, and maybe he kind of comes out at a faster yeah. pace and then slows down towards the end. So, or maybe they just said I, like cool it on the, <laughs> the speed. I loved where we watched yeah. it from. I know. I, I feel like we day. have a secret spot to watch the parade. It was perfect. It was, we had a huge group. I think there was like 16 of us that night, 14 of us. We had a big group um, and there was plenty of room for all of us and we could all be together and kind of, we talked before, we sat. Oh, I had a great video point. Yeah, it was, it was good. I really loved where we were. My biggest disappointment in the, uh, (laughs) in the parade is that the guy who drives the the float for the <laughs> rockin' skeleton band used to just stare. Just stare straight into the <laughs> abyss. And then they must have been like, no, man, you gotta do something. So now he kind of, like, looks around and looks creepy. But I thought it was just the funniest thing the past year when... Yeah, but think, think but, of it this way. He's at the end. The end's in sight. So he's probably like... No, but he no, has but to he do that throughout. He was deadpan before. Oh, he just... Like, oh, before... And yeah. the contrast of it was so good because, like, <laughs> they're just rocking so hard around him and this guy's just like, I'm just driving. <laughs> don't don't mind me. I'm not here. So it's my only... My only uh, 
my knock on the Halloween parade. The candy was good. Candy was great. We got to see the cadaver dance. We also mm-hmm. did a uh, picture a with picture the, with the grave diggers. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. They're on the river. That's a that's a cool. I thought spot. that's a good spot. Yeah, that's yeah. A real. It's just unique. You don't get that stuff during a regular day at the Magic Kingdom. Um, the the cadaver dans were really nice. We didn't get any of like the specialty photos except for the grave digger. Like we didn't. Yeah, we didn't do the headless mm-hmm. horseman or anything. Or the seven dwarfs. Yeah, but that's those, a yeah, crazy those, line. Yeah, we we did we did a decent amount of rides that night. Like mm-hmm. we kind of like switch. Oh, you know what I really did like um, the location of the candy in Stitch's Great Escape. I thought that was fun. <laughs> so I I enjoyed. Oh yeah, it. you go throughout the queue actually. Yeah. So, anything else about the Halloween party? No. There were some great costumes. Oh, my gosh. If you check, check our Twitter, Twitter. Check our Twitter. And Facebook. I posted them on Facebook as well. So, I took some pictures. Yeah. Well, since we're in the Magic Kingdom, do you want to talk a little bit more about the Magic Kingdom? So, we were there. Tw- tw- I, I don't know if you went back at all. No, I didn't. So, we were there twice, right? Monday for the, the Halloween party, and then Wednesday morning slash afternoon we had scheduled three fast passes um i i don't know uh, where to start other than the crowds were insane in i it was just insane (laughs) walking down main street was crazy um it was a holiday weekend yeah but But this this was was wednesday yeah after a monday holiday um okay (laughs) <laughs> so we had a, our first fast pass was Space Mountain, and we got an email saying it was down. So we weren't worried about getting over there too quickly. So we kind of just putzed around and and waited for our next one, Seven Dwarfs, and that was fine. We then proceeded to go over to Big Thunder, and the fast pass line started at where you go through to scan your Magic Band, all the way over to the drop and splash. The drop and splash on the bridge. And they had a... So here's what leads me to believe. That wasn't like a one-time occurrence. They have a cast member with a a sign on a stick. Like end of line. Yeah, fast fast pass, pass end of line. So that tells me this happens all the time. So we said we're... We wrote it the other night. It's a hundred times better at night. Mm -hmm. And we just skipped down on it. So do you think that this means that they need to reduce the amount of fast passes distributed no i think it was because i I think there are a few factors at play here i think number one splash mountain is down pirates was down at the time yes space had been down at some point and there was something else that was big that was down that it was like oh my gosh like everything was down and it only left these like certain rides that were available sure which they need to just make sure that they can keep things moving which is just really so like i mean there's so much more to it than just like keep things moving (laughs) try um and there was another woman who was walking with us when we were like kind of complaining about how crazy the line was at um thunder mountain that said a lot of people who had vacations scheduled during uh hurricane irma um, rescheduled for this week, maybe because of the holiday. So mm-hmm. we're thinking like Disney offered rooms, but again, a little confusing because rooms were at a premium when we yeah. were down there. We couldn't, we didn't, as you can tell from listening to our podcast, we didn't all stay together. We usually try to, um, it just wasn't available. So I, I think there are a few factors at play there, but they have got 
to do something. Like, I was looking at Holly when we were walking through Tomorrowland, and I was like, are we at capacity right now? Because it was just a sea of people. Well, right. So to continue on that, so we went by Pirates to see if we could get on that. We knew it was shut down. It was still shut down. We continued on through Adventureland. <laughs> the line for Jungle Cruise, Fast Pass line, was to Swiss Family Robinson, Swiss family Robinson entrance. <laughs> So think about how far back that is. And again, cast member with the fast pass sign, end of line here. Yep. Uh, we then proceeded to go to Tomorrowland. You wanted to try a new snack. Mm -hmm. And the Space Mountain line was all the way back, back to, to the, the launching, launching pad. The launching pad. It's insane. The launching pad. Yeah, I said the launching pad. Said. I thought you said, okay. No, I said launching. Which is a really right. long way. I mean, yeah. that's. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy, and then we talked about like, oh well, maybe we'll just get on the people mover because our friends we were with Albert and Nikki like they don't go as much as we do, and they were like, we did we just come here to get on one ride and right. turn around and go back, and yeah, we ended up doing one ride and turning around, and then uh -huh. we went to Epcot. So, um, yeah, it it was ridiculous, and it really it really lowered my like need to go there. Like I just yeah, I I a hundred percent. I have no desire to go to the Magic Kingdom during the day anymore. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Even if, and and the other thing, oh, here's the other factor at play. I think is that there were two Halloween parties right in a row. So it was our Halloween party on Monday. There was a Halloween party on Tuesday, and then we went on Wednesday. So people who are like not going to Halloween party or not staying on Disney property and don't have the luxury of having extra Magic hours think, well, why would I go to the Magic Kingdom if I have to leave at seven? Um, so I'm just going to skip Magic Kingdom the day that the Halloween parties are. So that like, because our friends, we were with Ben and Amy, they went to the Magic Kingdom the day before when we were at the Halloween party. They were there all day and they were like, oh my gosh, there weren't lines anywhere. But I can't even remember the last time I was at the Magic Kingdom and it wasn't absolutely <laughs> insane during the day. Like I can't I can, remember. No, I can't either. So. We did try something. No, I was going to say, the only positive thing <laughs> I think out of that day is I tried something new. Okay. It's in Adventureland at Aloha mm -hmm. Isle. Mm -hmm. It has to do with Dole Whip. They now serve pineapple upside down cake with Dole Whip on top. Snap. And it was amazing. amazing. So like soft serve on top. Soft serve on top. How did you like it? I thought it was you really good. Some? I think it's actually better than the float because that could be a little too citrusy mm -hmm. and like yeah. too overpowering with the pineapple juice and, and the, the, what do you call it? The not ice pineapple cream, saucer? But the, yeah. But now that you get the sweetness of the cake with that citrusy yeah. goodness of the pineapple, it was, I thought it was a nice combination. I need to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful. It looked like, like, have you ever had, like, a poke cake where, like, you put the yeah. stuff oh, in yeah, yeah. and it yeah. makes the inside of the cake really, like, like gushy and moist? Like, that's what it, that's what it yeah. tastes and like. And when we walked up, uh, just another little hack, when we walked up, the line was Insane. a dozen, dozen deep? It was pretty, no, it was more than that. Okay. It was, it pretty wrapped deep. around the rope. <laughs> so they just started mobile ordering. So he said, let's, let's try that. So as, as soon as I hit, I ordered it through the app that took two seconds um, and then I said I'm here it had my order ready <laughs> so, like it was instant like it wow, was instantaneous yeah and yeah. so we went straight up to the thing and 
it's not like it's waiting for you. I went up and he said, Rob, and I'm like, yeah. And then he proceeded to take the cake and put the ice cream on it. So it's not even like it's sitting there and melting. It was just, mm. I cut out all those people. That's awesome. I yeah. hope this stays on the menu because this is definitely a snack I will eat. Like, you know, when you're, you're feeling low, like your blood sugar is <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, you're hungry, you get hangry. Like I'll have a Dole Whip to like, you know, perk, yourself out, perk, it, perk it up a little bit, but it, I just feel like it does, it's not substantial. Yeah. But I think this has with the cake, more. with the pineapple but upside down cake. That's way big enough. It's not enough heavy for, though. For two people to share. Yeah, two people to like, share. And you still have a, you know, a, you get a decent portion. Cool. For I want two another people. one. Yeah. It was very good. And that aforementioned snack in Tomorrowland, yeah. I had the uh, pepper jack stuffed pretzel. Oh, Lord. How was that? <laughs> it was so good. And it wasn't spicy at all. So, like, if you're worried about spice, like, it wasn't... Did they have a jalapeno that one, was too? That one. Oh, that and was it that wasn't, one. It wasn't okay. spicy. Then there was, like, a cream cheese stuffed yeah, pretzel, right. I want to say. But, oh, my gosh. So it's called jalapeno pepper no, jack. No, it's, it's, I think it's called pepper jack um, stuffed pretzel. Okay. I, don't, I was wrong about jalapeno. Yeah. I was thinking that there was... But it was it was really really good. I use mobile ordering, not quite as quick over there, no. which is surprising because what the heck the pretzels are just sitting there. <laughs> but whatever, um, you know it is what it is. Um, we ready for a rant? Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we really really enjoy the spot Abercadabar. Um, I didn't know where you were going with this. Um, well, I have a Buckle few. Up. I have a few. I have a few rants, um, but I think this is the one I feel most passionate about. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll mention the other two a little bit lighter to like kind of build up to my my big rants. Okay, so number one, there's annual pass holder lines when you enter the parks. Those should be for annual pass holders. Why are we? They were farming people over there. I saw them at Hollywood Studios on the last day saying, come on over in this line. Like, no, 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 no. Like, those should actually be for annual pass holders. And, okay, so, you know, they feel bad, you know, pushing away a little kid if they go in the wrong line. I get that. But then there was a huge discrepancy because at other parks, they weren't letting people in who couldn't show their annual pass, which I like. Do that everywhere. Yeah, at Epcot, I was going to say the only time I... At the Epcot International Gateway, and again, there was no line. It was when I ran back and and came back by myself. I got in the annual pass holder line. I was the only one in the line. And there was a little bit of a line at the regular one. She's like, you're an annual pass holder, correct? And I said, yeah. And she at least, like, asked. Yes. And then at the front of Epcot, when I was going in the main entrance the one day, they were making people stop and get their cards out. Good. To show it. Like, they that's should. A complete. They should. They should. So, yeah. Epcot's doing it right. Hollywood Studios. You should either have to show your card or if you have the slider on your Magic Band. Yeah. That, that's usually an, indica- an indication that you're a pass holder. Right. Yeah. I was, I was really upset by that because we were waiting in these lines and, like, people with the little cards, like... Like, so, like, oh, how, how, Catherine, do you know they're not annual pass? Well, they were holding a freaking credit card style ticket. You aren't an annual pass holder. It would be on your magic band that you get for being an annual pass holder. So 
I know these people in front of us weren't. The whole purpose of the annual pass holder line is it's people who know what they're doing and aren't there for 20 minutes trying to figure out which friggin' finger they use. Like, it drives me insane. That is the purpose of this line. And then we have old Gus standing at the Mickey to Mickey at Animal <laughs> whoa, whoa, Kingdom. Whoa. Old Gus doesn't <laughs> and, know any better. Catherine. And no, the guy that works there knows better. And he's just letting anybody walk in who who just has a ticket to Animal Kingdom. Well, you should card them. They There are very few perks for Disney World annual pass holders. There are a few perks besides the discounts. If you go to Disneyland and you're an annual pass holder there, you get the red carpet rolled out for you. And that's why Disneyland will continue to be better than Walt Disney World. Thank you. That next, was the mic. Next round. Um, okay, so next up. <laughs> um, I just felt in general, and maybe I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, I felt like the cast members were really rude uh, like not rude not Wait, happy where? throughout yes just generally I like i didn't like usually i had a i did have a few really great cast member experiences like i can think of the guy in norway was really sweet when we were getting on uh on frozen ever after but like just like really like sour people mm -hmm. that it was very much like like we were in their way like no, 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 like you're supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like a collaboration with the cast member and the guest that like, you know, oh, okay, well, how can I help you? And, and I don't even need that because I know where I'm going. Like, I just want a smile on your face. Like I, and, and I just seemed like that seemed like that was too much to ask for. And there was so much like, like we got on like Seven Dwarves Mind Train, for instance, and like they screwed up our like our party. Like they couldn't even keep us. There were five of us. They couldn't keep or keep us all together. It was really weird. That happened at the safari as well. Yeah, and it happened at the safari in Animal Kingdom where we had told them at the entrance that we were with um, our friend Brianna. Her grandparents were there who were in their 80s and they had mobile scooters. And we said, okay, we have scooters behind us, and they okay, and. They totally split up our party and they had to go to the scooter entrance. And then they said, the woman yelled at them and said, you should have told us. And we did tell you. Like it just. Because what should have happened? They have a separate loading area. Right. And we, we should have went all gone there. Right. Straight well, they, ahead they as opposed to going. They should have told us that yeah, right. when we said we have an right. ECV. And then the girl kind of gave us an attitude where we were standing. And she's like, well, you should have told us that we had scooters in your party. And we were like, we oh, did. And happened. then at that point, she was very yeah, apologetic. Yeah, it was like the, the light switched on that she went, oh my gosh. Um, but I guess the... You're, you're right, though, about like just like even going through like the, the turnstile and I'm always jovial, like, oh, hi, yeah, you yeah. know, like you're having a good, like just being friendly with the cast member. And like none, none of them were just—they were like all like sour pusses. Yeah. So it's like it's yeah. not like Disneyland, and and there's a reason for this. I mean, you've got the huge college program. And I'm not saying that everyone from the college program no, but these, is unprofessional the, or these are mature, not college people. You're talking about they're like, older. Yeah, okay. I mean they're they're career. Yeah, yeah there were Disney some older. Like, yeah, and like even man, I and and I know they don't work for. Disney, um, but I went to the airline check-in at Art of Animation the last day I was there, and the guy came up to us and he goes, "Well, what time's your flight?" That's how he started the conversation with us, like not, "Hey, how are you doing?" or "What airline? What time's your flight?" Like wanting to catch us, like, "Oh, you are within the time to like." And we went back and we had a friend who did it right after us and said, 
did you see that guy at the airline check-in? He like was like trying to get me like, oh, well, we can't check your bags because you're too late. Like that, that was the attitude walking into that building. And it didn't happen just to us. It happened to the person in our group who came after us. Like it, it was just, I like, I don't know what's going on, but I guess this complaint goes into my rant about the abracadabra because it was at the zenith at the abracadabra. <laughs> um, we had horrible service and not horrible as in was rude um just dismissive and um very uh i I guess dismissive is is the best word like it wasn't like the waitress was rude to us it should also be said that we didn't have i mean i i wasn't here notably but i mean our servers at uh, homecoming were excellent. Yes. And like, so it's not like it's completely pervasive, but it, it only takes one, you know, bad server to kind of sour your uh, experience or view towards a specific place, in, in your case, Abracadabra. Well, there were many layers of the bad yeah, service. Yes, a- absolutely. There were the- three. It wasn't just her approach, <laughs> which was awful. Um, it was then the refusal to be able to order two drinks for one person on our party, but not someone else. And, um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was downright awful. And I will not be going back there. I agree. I will I not be going back there. And it's the most convenient bar on the boardwalk. Um, because either way, you have to, like, it has, it affords more space than anywhere else on the boardwalk. Because you have that outside area. Um, we had an original waiter who kind of went back in and we had, like, an interaction with him. And then she came out and she said, is anyone helping you? And we said, yeah, we had a waiter come out here. And she goes, well, we all help each other out here. And then we ordered a drink. She refused to give Scott a mixed drink and a beer, which we knew we were going to be there for a while and try. Which I should note, I was not Yeah, he was not intoxicated. No, right, right. And actually, another one of our friends who I will not name did come later, who I thought was clearly intoxicated. She... She did serve that person two drinks, and um, I I just was I was I then <laughs> I, I was speechless. Um, then we talked about the magic tricks. Just in general, our group was not really talking to the waitress, but we were saying, "Oh, it's a shame they used to like throw the cotton candy in there, or they used to combine the drinks and they would change colors." And and the waitress was like, "Well." Well, people didn't like that. People weren't feeling that. So it, it was just too much extra time. Like, really, literally taking the magic out of it. Like, like <laughs> truly, literally yeah. taking yeah. the magic out of it. And just saying, like, like crapping on the whole process that it was too time consuming. Like, like who's what cast member is telling me we don't do this extra thing because it's too time consuming. Like, well, that I, is well, the philosophy of Disney and the philosophy of that specific location. So what makes that place different from it? It makes it different from nothing now. I, I would be happy to go over to Joe's Marvelous Margaritas right yeah. across the boardwalk, grab a margarita, not have to tip 18% because she did put all of our tips together. And I understand that's standard for a group that you get 18%. She did not deserve it. She was terrible. She was terrible. Not to mention, you have a place like Trader Sam's where that it should be the same type of experience as that, where you get in, you know, they do two shots of rum and yeah. they do the whole thing and that doesn't take too it's, much time it's a, it's themed, a magic themed bar <laughs> yes it's a themed bar this isn't like you're going over to martha's vineyard where it's just a lobby bar or even 
cruise cup where it's just a bar or kimonos. It's just a bar. There's no overarching theme or story, or there might be, but it's, it's not part of the cast experience. But it was that whole, it, it was terrible. So now the only thing that sets it apart is the decor inside. Yes. The, Great. The impression I got from the way she said it was that patrons were complaining that these drinks were taking too long, and that's why they stopped doing it. I that, real, I, that's the I, way see, I took I how of, she said I kind of thought that she was saying that it took them too long to make the uh, drinks. But but the I'm using air quotes here, the long part to make the drink was done in front of you. So you had essentially like a piece of cotton candy that you put in it, and they did it in front of your face. Like, However, but that's that's time that other people could be getting orders. I think well, that's I, I, I can tell them I will personally save them some time and not go back there. I will yeah. not be going back there. But I think, too, Matt, the point, I guess, for me would be that's why you're going to Abacadabra, and if you don't like the time that it takes exactly. to do that, don't go to Abacadabra. Right. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. the Bellevue yeah. Lounge is upstairs. Order a beer. It, it's fine. If, if you're not into, like, we like that because it's so well-themed, like we like Trader Sam's, like we like, you know, like, I don't know. I think that was the only other, was that the only other, like, heavily themed bar? yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I would say even, like, Baseline Tap House is a better theme that, like, even, like, the decor and that it's more of a bar, like, and I don't even know if I like that or not, but it's still more cohesive as a theme, and you're getting better drinks with better service. I'd rather have a bartender, honestly, and just pay for my beer and go back and, like, because I could have... I really could have done without her. She was terrible. She was terrible. And not only that, but then... Like, we were all kind of feeling like, oh, and one of our friends was just, like, literally making up, like, types of magic trips that could be, like, oh, you put cotton candy and it changes colors. Oh, you pour the two drinks together and they make a different color or, like, dry ice. And she goes, we never did dry ice. Like, out of an example of, like, three things, she put the one thing they didn't do and was, like, people always say we did dry ice. We never did dry ice. Well, really, I really exaggerate her tone tone either. And like, like, it was like, lady, like, are you really like fighting on us? Like, who cares? Let it go. The customer's always right. Like, like, you're really going to pick a fight with the 20 year old girl about like that. They never had dry ice in this. Okay. Okay. You win. You win. (laughs) Now go away. And then we clearly had this really negative tone (laughs) with this girl. Um, And as she was walking out to take our checks, our friend who was with us said, I wonder how long we can hang out or I wonder how long we can stay here because the waitress clearly had a problem with us and or a problem in general. Um, And she whipped around so fast, like our friend was starting something with her. I said, what did you say? And it was like, whoa, am I going to have to break up a fight with this girl and our friend? Like, like, yeah, she was asking how long because you have not made us feel welcome here at all. Like, it was horrible. It was horrible. I will not be going back there. Nope. Well, so we added, <laughs> we uh, we left on it. No, have well, I ever complained about anything like that bad? No. Like, I, like, but, I really love Disney World. I truly do. Um, it, it was terrible. But on the opposite end, we'll, we'll go positive here in the same area. Kimonos oh, always lives yes, up to yes. its greatness. Thank you, Kimonos. Yep. You you are the opposite. And for an extra seven-minute walk, we'll call it, go to Kimonos. 
Their service is impeccable. Their waitresses yep. have been there forever. It's always the same ladies working there and they're great. Um, and they're kind and they're very attentive. Yep. They take tables in Wonderland. They take, do they take annual passes? I don't know. Yeah, it was just tables. Yeah. So, you know, you can't get a discount at Abracadabra for, and they said that they might be doing it. Actually, that was our hot tip that they set up the system so they might be able to do tables and AP discounts soon. But I that was be, somewhere else too. No, yeah. But I will not be back to ever get that discount. I, I might have saved this for last call, but since we're kind of talking about service in, in Disney World, I actually had a very good experience on. Uh, was Thursday night, I lost my wallet in Epcot at close. I mean, like during Illuminations, I, I had lost it and didn't realize it till I was out of the park. It was like 10, 15. And we night. hung out a long time yes. after fireworks. We were sitting there in outside of the Germany Pavilion, just drinking what leftover beer we had till about like 9, oh, 45, 9 45, 10. Yeah. Like we were hanging, we were loitering. <laughs> so I was, I mean, we were long outside so you're, the So you that you went out the front? Or? At the back. Oh, okay. the, at okay. the International Gateway. So it, it was at least 10, 15. I went for my wallet, not there. And, you know, obviously I'm flying out the next day. Panic is setting in. Like, oh, yeah. how yeah. am I getting home? I run, like, run back over to the International Gateway because I have a thought in my mind that it may be over in Germany. I encountered, I think, a total of six cast members over the course of this half hour, 45 minutes. Every one of them was super accommodating. There were the That's two awesome. security guards at the at the entrance who said, yeah, go back in. You can go in as far as where they're doing the sweep of the park. Um, there were a couple of cast members that I encountered back there, including a girl from New Zealand who was there, I guess, on a college experience. Super helpful. Like, you know, where do you need to go? We'll accompany you. How long do you need? And I said, hey, I know that I don't want to take up your time. I don't want to do it. They were all really good. So on the flip side of that, I had a great experience with that. So the more and he of found his wallet. And I did find my wallet, which I think blew everybody's mind. <laughs> it was I was able to there. It was behind one of those little fences with we out of my pocket. On, on, for illuminations. We were oh, like yeah. on one of those short fences. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is it looks like Epcot's doing it right. I mean, we've had yeah, the best true. food, the best the drink, annual pass. the annual pass lines. The So be more like Epcot, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, all right. So we are closing up on time here. Um, does, does anyone else have anything they want to talk about outside yes. of last call? Okay. I have a, a last call. I just wanted to say that this is the first trip that we've had where we've actually met and interacted with listeners like we sent out a uh uh you know some things on social Cult media saying like oh we're you know we're uh, gonna be in walt disney world and we had some people message us and say that we're gonna be here people from all over the u.s so we've met and i know rob and holly met some people that didn't even know that we were down there until they they recognized you, which um, is pretty cool. We this is like the first time we've been recognized for. It was a fun rush. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we met some really nice listeners from Iowa, Georgia, New York. So hello to those people we met. You guys are very nice. We took pictures and made us feel like uh, feel like real celebs. <laughs> Not really, mm -hmm. but but you guys are all really really nice, and and we love hearing from you guys that you're enjoying the podcast. So, so keep it up. <laughs> Anyone else have any last calls? I have a la I have one last call. 
Try the poutine at Nomad Lounge. Oh my gosh, try the pad thai at Nomad Lounge. We didn't talk about that. It is so good. Yeah. The poutine. food is good. We didn't even do Nomad Lounge. No. Yeah. You had a gym beer there too. Yeah, and I had a... A to-go. Oh, oh, that's one thing. So, um, the Kungaloosh that I thought was exclusively at the Nomad Lounge, they now serve it at the bar. I don't even know the name of what that bar is. The one just outside of Expedition Everest. Oh, the yeah, fast yeah. pass entrance mm-hmm. to um, uh, uh, Rivers of Light. So they had the Kungaloosh there. The, okay. I said to the bartender, I was like, oh, when did you get this? He's like, oh, we've always had it. They had not always had it there. <laughs> I, but I wasn't going to get in an argument with them. But <laughs> they, so do you now, <laughs> they do now serve it there. So if you don't want to go to... to it's called the Thirsty River Bar and Trek Snacks. Oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. So... I have I have actually one last call too is like this is truly like a last call to the end of your vacation but Rob had a beer at the Polite Pig this time and so did Scott right mm-hmm. um, and so we walked in there and we were like oh this is interesting this is really cool well in the airport at at Orlando International there's a restaurant in the Southwest Terminal called Cask and Larder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just opened recently, and they had um, a location in, I believe, Winter Park. A good friend of mine who's a cast member actually got engaged there, and it's her favorite restaurant. And they closed the the, the location there, and now it's only open in the airport. Um, and their beer there is amazing, and the food... They have their own beer? Yes, they brew their own beer. It's so good. Um, but they're... Um, food is amazing. I had a burger that was very much like an In-N-Out burger. It had like the caramelized onions on it. And like, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. I sent a Snapchat and it was like the most beautiful photo I ever took. When I saw that, I can't describe the emotions that went through me of like, I wanted that so bad right then. It was delicious. I figured, you know, like I ate and drank so much on this vacation. I was like, I really need to like kind of detox when I get home, Um, which is something that we always say when we come back. But um, I was like, this is going to be my last hurrah. So I got the burger and then I got the, the beer, which was the Lone Palm Golden Ale. And the reason that I mentioned Polite Pig first is Polite Pig is their sister restaurant. So they brew some of, they have some of the cask and larder beer at Polite Pig because it wouldn't make sense like an airport restaurant brews its own beer. But it's also the Polite Pig, which has several locations. So it was really There's good. another place that had lousy service. Oh, I stood Polite and waited Pig. there for like 10 minutes to get one beer. She takes my order and then disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> I literally don't know where she went. And then shows up five minutes later. Where was that at? Polite Pig. Disney Springs. Oh my. Yeah, that was, you know, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, everybody. I had a great time and a great trip, and I um, had nothing but good cast member and customer service experiences. However, like I said earlier, it well, feels at some gone. point we were like, we were on different, uh, different vacations. Yeah, I left before everyone else, and it seems like it really went downhill. Without that Maddie charm, there's just not the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, they just don't. They just don't feel compelled to give you the same <laughs> customer service experience when I'm not there. That's fine. Uh, one other piece of news: um, the oh. Guardians of the Galaxy attraction at Epcot. We have confirmation that's going to be a roller coaster type ride in the, in the dark. dark. In the dark. <laughs> I, we well, we don't know that. Yeah, it could yeah, be outdoors. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, that's one other piece of info that came Oh, out. man, I have more to say. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to save that for the next podcast. So we'll be doing another episode next week because um, this was a bonus up. So we will talk to you next week, everyone. And uh, does anyone have anything else? No. All right. No. I guess that just leaves us with one thing. Cheers. 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 Cheers.